Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the One Up Pod. It's episode 11, almost a full year, guys. <laughs> and these are our gaming blind spots. My name is Chip Thompson, and I am your host for this month, and I am joined, as per usual, by the 1UP Pod gang. We have Andy. What up, fuckers? Bash. Hey, up. And Becky. Hello. And first of all, Happy New Year, guys. Did everyone have a good Christmas? I had a lovely Christmas. I got everything I ever wanted and more. Oh, amazing. And Tiny Tim did not die. <laughs> good, because I was concerned. Well, the Marlies were dead to begin with, so, yeah. I mean, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, as gamers, we all have our favourite franchises, genres, and gaming platforms. And this can sometimes mean we miss out on some super awesome games. Maybe there's an exclusive on a console we don't own, it could be a type of game we don't usually play, or maybe, just maybe, we're all super busy human people and we just don't have the time to play every single game ever made. Bold of you to assume I'm human. <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, I'm sorry, that was a, an <laughs> assumption I had about you, Becky, sorry. <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> I will get your species correct next time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have come together today in our usual podcasting way to discuss our gaming blind spots. We've each picked five well-known popular games we've just never got around to, and we are going to discuss them uh, soon, actually, because first, we're actually going to talk about the games we are playing right now. I thought that was a nice little segue. Lovely. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Bash, we'll come to you first, just in case you're eating again. <laughs> no. What, no, don't come to you first? Or no, you're not I'm eating? not eating, but you've thrown me now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, my job is done either way. Great. Well done. So proud. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to become the, the subject of Andy's ire, aren't I? Because I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, the new expansion came out. Uh, and Walker. Although I haven't been playing that one. I've been playing this, the expansion before it, uh, which was Shadowbringers. <laughs> which has the highest rating on Metacritic for any individual Final Fantasy game ever. And by the way, it's fucking amazing. Like, it's that fucking good. I, 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 I loved every minute of it. This is not a surprise. Like, I just kind of assumed that would be... I'm assuming a lot in this episode so far, but yeah, I assumed you would be enjoying it. <laughs> You'll get no ire from me because it's not Assassin's Creed, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm really interested to see if you beat my streak. Like, you know, the amount of times I said Assassin's Creed, will you say Final Fantasy fourteen more? Yes. Mm, Possibly. I don't know. Possibly. Mm. You played a lot of Assassin's Creed. She's not gonna yeah, be motivated yeah, by then. death threats to like stop. So it's different. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, we've had enough death threats lately on this podcast, so let's just leave it at that, okay? <laughs> yes. Becky, what have you been playing? I have been playing uh Let's see if I get this the right way around. Kingdoms of Amala re-reckoning. Ooh, your lot. game of the year. Yeah. Hang on, wait. Is this coming yeah. out after the game of the year? Yes, <laughs> yes it is. January. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost track. I'm very tired. We're breaking Happy down New the year, walls. everyone. <laughs> We're not cracking. recording this in 2021. I'm so tired. Forgive me. Yeah, I've been playing that a lot. I think I'm near the end. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of it. But I, I've only got like one quarter of the map left to travel to. <laughs> 
I did try to travel to it, but then got squished, like, really quickly. So I need to level up and then go back. Oh, that's not nice. But yeah, it's fun. But again, this could be your odyssey. Maybe you're just going to play this earlier for the rest of the year. No. No? No. Oh. No. <laughs> just just <laughs> you. <laughs> Game of the year, everyone. <laughs> uh, Andy, what have you been playing? <laughs> I've been playing Shadow of Your Dad Simulator 2015. Okay, so moving on. Um, <laughs> sure. No, we can't. No, let no, me, no. That, that needs let explanation. Let me discuss the game, You want to know please. more about Shower with Your Dad Simulator? I want to make sure it's not illegal. <laughs> it's it's on Steam. It is, it's perfectly it. acceptable. You're showering with your own dad anyway, so it's, and Morally. you're a small boy. So it's, it's not weird. I mean, it is, sounds this, is this after I was telling you guys about Fifty Shades of Gay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was one of the first games recommended when I looked that up. No, it was so. Furry Shades of Gay. Yeah, it was Furry Shades of Gay, shades of yeah. gay yeah. And Among Us. <laughs> and Among Us too. <laughs> Sorry, Chip, I just laughed straight into the microphone. I'm not ending that one. <laughs> no, no, I understand. Don't worry. No, but this is a... This is a... A weirdly... Enter- oh, definitely weirdly, but a weirdly entertaining game. You play a small boy and you have to navigate a public shower to find your dad's cubicle. But there are other dads there and you have to avoid running into them because you don't want to see another grown man's penis at that stage in your life. Maybe. Do, do, do you want to see... You Some said people want to see grown man's penis. Men, but another grown like man's if... penis. Because oh, no. you, you, if you're showering with your dad regularly, you've seen that penis. Oh, it's just right. every other penis. Um, you're not going to close your eyes. That's weird. You'll never get The whole clean. thing is weird. But yeah, it's fun. There's three game modes, uh, Enduro Dad, which you pick a child-dad pairing, and you have to just keep finding your dad over and over again. There's Dad Athlon. Where does his dad keep going? He just is running in different different shower cubicles. Why is he neglecting his child? Don't worry, young boy, I'll leave you in this room of penis. (laughs) So yeah, there's Dad Athlon, which uh, switches the child-dad pairings, and you have to keep like uh, finding the right dad uh, before the time runs out. There's also, I think it's called Dad Leaks, and it's like uh, Space Invaders, but there's naked dads falling down from the sky, and you have to keep switching your, yeah, you have to keep switching your kid to try and find that match dream. with the right dad, and you for some reason your arm extends to touch the dad. Weird. No, what hellscape is this? <laughs> it's fun. That's what it is. Is it? Yes. I, I, although my partner just, Caroline like, did mission... come over to me when I was playing it and wondered what the hell was going on. So after Cookie Clicker, are you just on a mission to give us like the weirdest shit you can find? I cannot confirm or deny that. <laughs> but let's quickly move on before I continue talking about penises. Move on to what? Where do we go from this? To you, Chip. I don't want to. Yeah, Chip, follow the penis. <laughs> Is this like a weird version of the Matrix? Hello, Neil. Follow the penis. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is you just want to be thankful that I'm not bringing whatever recent dating simulator I might have played. like I don't know. I feel like I'd prefer that. Even if it's I just regret this podcast entirely right now. Challenge accepted. Yes. <laughs> Me and Bash are going to be in a nuclear arms race of inappropriate oh games. <laughs> are we done? We're done. You can, you can okay, continue. moving on from Dadcock. So I have been playing um, <laughs> the original Witcher game. I've been back on my Witcher bullshit. Speaking of penises. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, I mean, 
<laughs> I haven't seen any dad dick while I've been playing it, but you know, we'll we'll see when we well, run into Vesemir again. Just you know, lots of bonking in a Witcher game. Oh, oh, there's a lot of bonking in this one. This is the bonkiest of the games. Well, at least more than three anyway. Uh, and enough. We won't say anything about the sex cards that you get every time you bonk someone. So after you told us about this, I was envisioning some kind of weird Pokemon style like cards. <laughs> like, <laughs> gotta catch them. Sex oh. cards. Gotta catch em. <laughs> But it's STDs rather than... <laughs> gotta catch anything but uh, syphilis. Yeah. Oh my God, we're 10 minutes in and this has gone off the rails already. Well, yeah, you're Get back on track, Chip. You're the host. Say <laughs> so the Witcher. Bonking. Cards, dads, whatever. Fun. Bonking cards, dads. <laughs> Didn't see those in Clinton's. Do, do you want me to shout segue? <laughs> so, yes. The, from, the, uh, 2007, <laughs> The Witcher game. Um I've been re-watching the TV show and uh, watching season two as well. And I've been reading all the books for the first time, which Nerd. I'm enjoying very, very much. <laughs> yes, hello. Um, so I thought I'd go back to the first Witcher game. I was, I'm was i a big, big fan of The Witcher 3. Sorry, Sasha. But I never played the first two games. And I got them stupid cheap on Steam, as, you know, I like to do. Uh, so I thought I'd give them a whirl. It's very much a game from 2007. Um, the combat's not fun. It's it's not like it's not like a hack and slash. It's you, you click, and then you click again when there's a good point to click, and it's like a rhythm based kind of thing. It's really weird. I think you can dodge too, but I I don't really bother with that. <laughs> you just take the hits. You like just take the hits. Fight. And, just yeah, pretty the much to the head. Yeah, I'm playing on easy, so I'm just hoping that's enough to get me through, and I don't have to learn all the subtle combat techniques. You know, um, I have modded it a bunch, so it's slightly prettier than it would have been but it's it's quite drab compared to the witcher 3 like there's a lot less humor and charisma some of the acting is like early resi levels Ooh. so like for instance when you know talking to bonkin when Geralt <laughs> is trying to seduce like an npc he sounds like how i would imagine like al gore would sound if he's trying to bang a tree you know it's just very <laughs> very very just, poor sorry what? you've thought of that of how al yeah. gore would sound are you surprised but no, I'm not surprised. I'm just I I spend my life trying to understand Chip's brain. It's it's probably probably not a worthy exercise. Yeah, I wouldn't bother if I were you. Hey, at least Al Gore's not our dads. Right? That's something at least. Neither's the tree. <laughs> or Geralt. Yeah, sterile, lucky him. <laughs> <laughs> Fun you need to tell us, Chip. Not, oh, sorry, not a therapy podcast, not a therapy podcast. <laughs> a good game i'm enjoying it the story is really great because i'm i'm very much into all that lore and shit right now um so i'm having a lovely old time <laughs> god this section's going on for fucking ages yeah and whose fault is that <laughs> segway so we come to our gaming blind spots and this is going to work in a manner where we each take it in turn to present the five choices that we are bringing to the table i feel like that's a simple format right everyone cool yeah yeah Excellent. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure, okay, it's been 15 minutes and I'm knackered already. So, uh, <laughs> Andy, why don't we start with you? Okay, so I'm just doing one and then moving on. You move one and move question. on, that's correct. Yeah, okay, just double checking. 
I said I was fine with that format. I still don't understand the format. <laughs> <after that. laughs> this, honestly, this is going so well, you guys. <laughs> right, I'm okay. going to blame the New Year's hangover. Yeah, well, party too hard on New Year's Eve. Uh, so yeah, my first pick is um, I'm, I'm going to structure this in terms of how surprised I am that these are my blind spots. So it'll get more and more surprising to Ooh, me okay. at least as we go along. So my first pick is most EA sports games that have become out since the 16-bit era ended. Not including FIFA because I have played FIFA games since, but I have not played an EA sports franchise since the end of the 16-bit era back because like, I devoured these games on the Mega Drive. But uh, like NHL and Madden and all that. Uh, but much like with like fighting games, it's all just become too technical and too fast and too confusing for me now. I I just don't jive with them. It doesn't help that I have even less understanding of the technicalities of hockey and American football than I do regular <laughs> football. <laughs> so I've absorbed enough understanding of football through my dad and watching Ted Lasso, so I can get <laughs> FIFA. <laughs> but, but like five seasons of Friday Night Lights hasn't prepared me for Madden and the only <laughs> hockey media I've ever consumed is like Slapshot and Goon so that's mostly just about dudes punching each other and so I'm completely fucking lost on these terms so I'll probably never get into these games uh, I want to but I just, I'd just rather play the Mega Drive classics if I'm honest Have you ever tried any of the UFC games? I've I played the UFC games uh, I tried one once because in my head it was going to be like a Smackdown game or a wrestling game or something and there was things with the sticks where you had to move them in different and I just I couldn't get on with it like, I can't get on with UFC anyway yeah. and yeah I had no luck with that I quite I quite like UFC but I didn't include that because I was sticking to the big franchises that started the whole thing uh, UFC and like Fight Night quite later on that I had no attachments to them I, yeah so I was mostly sticking with being third like Madden, NHL, whatever else they fucking did. Just, yeah. I, I do quite like UFC, but I get bored of it very quickly. Just like real UFC. I was When I saw that this was one of your picks, I was trying to think, like, had I played any sports games? Like, ever. And I think the only one was possibly one of the rugby ones, one of the EA Sports rugby ones. And I, like, I just remember how weird the players looked. That's literally my only memory <laughs> of the game. So, I... Clearly, this is also a blind spot for me. <laughs> Yay! And I like sports. I mean, I don't like sports, so I—that is my entire contribution to this. <laughs> this is a fair I do one. not like sports. You can't make me. Okay, then, Bash. What would you like to contribute to your blinding spot? Then, blinding spot. Blinding spot. <laughs> Whatever you know Good what work. I mean. <laughs> well, we know how I like to make a broad generalization about an entire genre. Video games that I then have to <laughs> apologise for. So I don't like first-person shooter war-type games. If they have like a military theme, it's just not. It's just not for me. The games I had in mind when I thought of this were things like Call of Duty or Battlefield or I guess even Halo and stuff like that. Um, anything that just looks like it's like war and you shoot people. And the reason I caveated the war thing is because I do love Borderlands and I know that's a first person shooter, but that's about it. Um, I don't even particularly like, in fact, even worse, especially um, have just managed to completely avoid anything where it's like arena player versus player, first person shooter nonsense. Like, it's just an entire genre of games that I'm far more confident that it will never be for me. 
in a way that obviously I've been proven wrong on open world <laughs> RPGs. But yeah, I mean, honestly, just fuck them. <laughs> I, I just I can't. There's so many Call of Duties and I don't get it. Like there were two world wars. Fuck them. I'm over it. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you prefer the World Wars than Call of Duty? No! I'm just saying I don't see why we need to have multiple video games that hark back to that time. Like, (laughs) fucking hell. At least the World Wars ended. Call of Duty (laughs) just won't go away. Exactly. Thank you. (laughs) The fucking, the trash. It's just like, there's a new one. Like, I swear, every three months or something. There is. Yeah, Yeah. They are like FIFA, but with guns. They just churn them out without any thought. It's just bullshit. I feel like there was a time, like I know my dad really liked like the original, you know, like solo campaign, Call of Duty yeah. Yeah. and stuff. Yeah. There was a time when I think maybe some thought was in it, like the Modern Warfare and stuff, I think. <laughs> but kind of. yeah, these days, anytime I hear people talking about playing Call of Duty or like you might see it come up on your Twitch recommended or something, I'm like, you don't know me at all. Like, <laughs> I, I want to play them. I want to watch them. I don't want to talk to anyone about them. Like, <laughs> apart from right now, they're just—they just—they bore me to tears, and I, yeah, and I don't get it. I genuinely—it's—it's a, it's a genre that I really don't get, and I don't think I'm ever going to get. And I know that we dabbled in some of those arena, open world, not open world, arena, like battle, battle royale, battle royale yeah. type things. And as you guys know, I vehemently hated them. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were even very playing with you guys. Today was not enough of a draw for me to go this is a thing i want to play I, yeah i think yeah i me. think i would play with you guys but it wouldn't be something that i would choose to play i mean i did enjoy titanfall 2 when i played that um but i didn't i only did the campaign stuff i didn't bother with the the online stuff but yeah i, I did enjoy when we were playing what is it called underground battlegrounds or something PUBG? <laughs> underground battlegrounds <laughs> It's like a Womble version oh. of an FPS. <laughs> yeah. Apex Legends? No, oh. no, PUBG? it was the... Yeah, PUBG. PUBG, that's the one. I threw a frying pan at Sasha, it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just saying, like, the early, like, the really fun tap was when we were all hidden in that shed for ages. <laughs> <laughs> I I really that, that was very us. Yeah, <laughs> just like we're not going to shoot at anyone, we're just going to hide Hearing gunshots shed. and just hiding. <laughs> it's a nice metaphor for us in life, I think. Yeah. yeah. We hide, but we're in together. <laughs> yeah, I'm in complete agreement with Sasha on Call of Duty. Like, yeah. They are trash. They're published by monsters. Yeah. And they attract some of the biggest knobheads in the gaming community. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I, there's some people, there's a lot of people I like who play Warzone, but if you're somebody that only plays Warzone, I safely assume that I would wish food poisoning on you. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I hate them. I like Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare tricked me into thinking they were going to be smart going forward because of that uh, mission with the nuclear bomb going off. I thought they would try to say something about the senselessness of war, but then Modern Warfare 2 came out and it did that no Russian level, and I realised they just fucking trade in shock tactics. It's not about... They're not saying anything. It's not... If in movie terms, they're not making Full Metal Jacket, like they're not even making Saving Private Ryan anymore because the fucking World War 2 games are like played out they're making michael bay movies at Mm. this point Uh, i have a lot of time for michael bay movies but i have the understanding that they're being made by a sociopath (laughs) (laughs) call of duty's not like that they they are big dumb fuck military propaganda exercises but they're pretending to give you a mature narrative experience especially now 
and I can't abide them. They make me feel sick. Uh, <laughs> if you want to play an exciting war shooter that's got something to say about war and the human condition, it's told in a narratively compelling way. Like, if you want Apocalypse Now in video game form, you play Spec Ops The Line. Yes. That game is a masterpiece, and there has never been a Call of Duty game that it could be called a masterpiece, or even comes fucking close to being a masterpiece. Just garbage. Fuck you, Call of Duty. Sasha, I would like to thank you for setting Andy off. That was brilliant. <laughs> I know, that was magnificent. Yeah, um, was. I do have a question it, on Spec Ops, just a second. Is it a first-person shooter? No, it's third-person. Third person. It's third person. Mm, still not. <laughs> but thank you. What person is acceptable to you? <laughs> None. I don't want to play a military game. <laughs> no, no person. People. No person. No person. I just want a blank screen. <laughs> and a wrench. Well, um, push F for Call of Duty, I guess. Jesus Christ. Um, but Becky, what would your first pick be for your gaming blind spot? Um, so my first pick is... Oh, well, it's the first game in a franchise, but the franchise itself has just passed me by, and it's Resident Evil. Ooh. So we had the PS1 game way back when, and I, thinking I was very brave and very cool for however old I was, um, decided I was going to start playing it, and I got to the first zombie that turns around, couldn't work out how to kill it, died, and never played it again. <laughs> <laughs> just when you're here in a shed yeah basically yeah which is my approach to most horror games actually ask my alien isolation character who's still in a cupboard <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd like I just i think that one experience of being scared by a zombie and that was it i don't really play many zombie games ever since it's gotten me for life but i have been assured that resident evil is one to get into at some point so you never know it's it's a very very popular franchise <laughs> to say the least. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> maybe better off starting with like six, which is completely trash, but <laughs> is uh, like an action game rather than a horror game. Like, is it the horror that itself that has put you off playing I... Resi, or is it more kind of the controls and the the stories and the games themselves? I don't really know. I mean, obviously the controls in the first one, like because I downloaded the remaster recently. And I thought, I can do this again. And the exact same thing happened of me <laughs> getting to that first zombie, dying and being like, fuck this. <laughs> were you using the uh, tank controls or were you using the remastered controls? The remastered controls, I think. Yeah, the tank controls are a fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I just enjoyed how that first zombie is like your nemesis yeah. through the years. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's your just... Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> One day. One day I may defeat that first zombie. I don't know, I think it's just never really grabbed me as, like, like the stories or the world or anything. Like, any time I've seen adverts for Resi games or... I mean, I've seen a couple of the films, and they're, like, glorious bobbins. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Like, probably the horror element does put me off, because I'm not really one for horror games. I shriek like a banshee and get stuck in cupboards. Evidently. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Or you choose to be in cupboards. I choose to be in cupboards. I'd rather be in cupboards than, you know, eaten by anything that would choose to get me. I mean, you guys played Friday the 13th with me once and I was a gibbering wreck by the end of that. <laughs> and that was with people I knew playing all of the characters. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think horror games are for me in general. Like, so yeah, maybe an action game would work better. But it's just, it's just never really been like, play me. And that first zombie continues to be 
an issue, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> what I will say, Becky, is that's incredibly relatable because I did the exact same thing with the first yes! <laughs> game. I got to the first zombie, scared the shit out of me. Um, I mean, I must have been like, what, seven, eight years old? I was young. I was too young to yeah. be playing it, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, I was way too young. And I just noped out of that. And uh, anytime a new Resident Evil game comes out, and even like when I was doing my Twitch streaming and stuff, and people are like, oh, you should play Resident Evil. I'm like, no. <laughs> Thank you, though. I mean, if I was going to recommend a Resident Evil game to you, Becky, I'd probably go with Village. Because mm. it's less scary. It's, I mean, it's intense, but it's more of an action. It's got this real, like, arch gothic lunacy to it. It's kind of like a <laughs> Sam Raimi, Peter Jackson take. Rather yeah. than like some going for one of the other kind, the old masters, just not try to. It's it's kind. It's got a creepy central hook, but everything around it's absolutely fucking bananas. Yeah. Like, even by Resident Evil standards. Yeah, I mean, I am very arch gothic lunacy in general. Yeah, I think that's the one that appeal the most. But like, if you couldn't physically bring yourself to play it, I just I think we should bully Chip into playing it on stream. Yes, I will be there for that. And supportive and not play sandalers to scare the crap out of you. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, this, this feeds quite nicely into my first pick for a game in Blind Spot then. Because, yes, as you have mentioned, I am not one for the spoops, much like you, Becky. And, yes, you have seen me play <laughs> these sort of games on Twitch. You're and not... very brave. Thank you. Mostly. Glad someone finally said it. Um, so my <laughs> first pick for a game in Blind Spot is Silent Hill. Mm. My um, when I was a kid, my rich friend who uh, had all the video games, he had all the Resi games. So he's I back. have. <laughs> yeah, he... I love that he's well, a just... recurring character in our podcast. Should I, I name him, or should we just call him my rich friend from when I was a just kid? Just call him your rich friend. Yeah, no, I'm rich like... friend. Okay, my rich friend as a kid, he um, he had all the Resi games. So I have sort of dabbled in playing those, um, but mostly watched him play it. So I've seen what the first Resi game is like beyond the first zombie. Um, and, but they shit me up enough. You'll have but to tell me what like it's like. like... <laughs> Uh, it's very poorly acted. <laughs> that's that's one thing. Um, but the thing is, is so Resi shit me up as a kid. I used to run home if we'd had a night of playing those. I'd just like run down the road and you know shut the door. But with Silent Hill, it kind of had this aura of being even more fucking terrifying, like a band video nasty in the eighties or something. So like nine year old me saw Silent Hill with this reputation as being scarier than Resident Evil. And there was no fucking way I was going to play it. There was no way I was going to sit and watch Rich Friend play it. Just absolutely no. I've, I've seen the film, though. That's bollocks. And not scary in the slightest. So, you know, I can't recommend that. I've seen both films and I agree with that assessment. <laughs> Why did you watch the second one? Because Kit Harrington was in it and I was curious. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have gone. I have considered going back and uh, getting an emulator and playing it for Twitch. And maybe I'll we'll do that one day. Just just see if it is still terrifying or if it's, you know, like, it can be like a 1998 game where I'm just more afraid of the controls than anything else. I think <laughs> the Silent Hill game is remains, like, the scariest video game I've ever played. Well, that doesn't bode well. Yeah, definitely stream it, Chip. Yeah. It's kind of weird, really, when you consider that, you know... Resident Evil scared the shit out of me in the first 15 minutes or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was right, like, right no, never Hill. again. But Silent Hill, no, no, we're going to play this. Again, I was probably too young to be playing it, so that's the other part of it, but it's easily up there with being one of the scariest video games and like some of the like the monsters and just general things you come across 
in in the, in the fog uh, still haunt me to this day. Yeah, I think it in terms of like the big classics of our horror franchises, you've got like like Resident Evil. That's like going through a fun haunted house ride. I mean, you're getting spooked, but it is still intended to be fun. It's not really trying to scare you. But like Silent Hill games, they feel like you've been locked in a derelict house where you heard a horrible murder took place. (laughs) It's just very different vibes to both (laughs) franchises. Uh, Silent Hill just gets under your skin in a way very few other games can. Silent Hill 2, especially for me, is arguably like the greatest horror game of all time. That just like... That's dug a hole in my skull and made a nest in there. That's not going anywhere. It's, so <laughs> that explains a lot. That so one. much. <laughs> in sync. Yeah. All the terrible psychosexual horrors of Silent Hill 2. Leaving you to showering with your daddy. Uh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Uh, well, okay. Well, maybe I won't play this on Twitch one day then, because no, I, I don't think you like should. The sounds of I, any I, of this. I, no, I, I don't ex- think so. I wish to experience the game through your the crying. Safety. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, Andy. Well, um, aside from your psychological trauma of Days Gone, uh, what is your next pick? Uh, my next pick is the Kingdom Hearts series. So uh, there's a caveat here. I have dabbled in the first game, but I ducked out after five minutes of trying because I fucking sucked at it. Was there a zombie? <laughs> I've played that so many you? games, but the, the combat in Kingdom Hearts completely threw me off. I I just gave up on it. Like, I never saw a single fucking Disney character playing this. I just quit <laughs> during the tutorial phase. Uh, but the game does mean a lot to a very dear friend of mine. Uh, I keep promising I'll play it, but there's so many games now. It felt like such a big financial investment and a time investment and I just haven't got around to playing it. It's just one of those ones I say I will play it, I will play it and I just haven't. There's just so much time to invest in something like that. Even for someone, I, I love Disney and I love like weird big swings from Japanese video game authors <laughs> and stuff so it's it's weird that I haven't played it but I keep meaning to. See it's one of my uh, blind spots as well and I think Whenever they bought the the trilogy out or the remaster or whatever it was quite recently, I nearly bought it on a whim because I was like, hey, this looks fun and colourful. And I was looking it up online and there was something like, if you haven't played like all the games in the franchise, the lore is really bloody confusing. And even then, if you've played all the games in the franchise, the lore is really bloody confusing. (laughs) So I just was like, nope, I'm not not getting started in this. No way whatsoever. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I was. Like By the time I thought, yeah, I should give it a try, the there was so many more games to play. It's like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> what? But I, I'm okay with being dumbfounded by a like a game. I, I'm not. I probably wouldn't buy all of them. And I just take my lumps as far as getting confused goes. I think. Just let your friend down. Yeah. <laughs> I think they only played the original trilogy as well, so I think I'm okay. So it's the it's the, it's the original trilogy that I bought last year in like one of the PlayStation Store sales. Because I think, when I saw this was on your list, Andy, I was like, oh, I'm going to hop on the back of that. Because I think this is possibly one of the most surprising blind spots of mine to a lot of people. 100%. Because, (laughs) because, and especially even more so now, because, you know, JRPGs are now especially very much my thing. But growing up as a Disney kid, like, I was big-time Disney kid and a big-time PlayStation gamer, it seems like Kingdom Hearts was a game that I shouldn't have avoided. So, Becky, have you ever played Kingdom Farts? Kingdom Farts? <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck? What, what's the game? Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. 
Kingdom Hearts, thank you. No. Alex the Kid. No, I haven't. Okay. Is that the first one we've had so far then, where it's a blind spot for all of us? Apparently, I think. I think it looks like Ooh. it, yeah. Yeah. Well done, Kingdom of Hearts. You have uh, <laughs> won that prize. <laughs> Good job. What's your next pick, Becky? Uh, my next pick is a sort of a similar thing, really, is um, the Zelda franchise. I didn't have many Nintendo things growing up, and if I did, it was Mario. So Zelda as a thing just has completely passed me by. I have played a bit of Breath of the Wild now. That is what it's called, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, thank yes. you. I just had one of those Breath moments wild. when my brain was like, are you sure? Breath of Wild. Breath of Wild, <laughs> starring Alex the Kid. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think like it always looks like a franchise that I would really, really enjoy and really get into. And I have like dab like toyed with the idea of, of trying to get hold of the Nintendo did one recently, didn't they, with the, the Legend of Zelda. What are they called? My brain is Game completely fried. Thank you. <laughs> I promise I did make notes. I just didn't make notes <laughs> on what anything was called. Just make up the titles like I do, it's fine, it works. <laughs> But yeah, so um, you know, I've toyed with the idea of getting those, or like when I finally get a gaming PC, seeing if I can find some emulator stuff. It's just never been a thing. Recently, like <laughs> in my um, online dating experience, I had a man try and test me on which Zelda characters he had as oh, figurines. Fuck, I remember that. Yeah, and I was just like, I was real, like they were all like varying versions of Link from the different games. And I was really tempted to just be like, oh, they're all Zeldas, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope he dies alone. Me too. Yeah, because he also was like like a massive Snyderverse fan and thought Man of Steel was the tits. So it was never oh. going to last, even if I had oh. agreed to a date. He sounds like the human equivalent of vomit. <laughs> <laughs> but with a really cool figurine collection, guys. Dear men, don't try and test women on their gaming knowledge. It's really fucking rude. <laughs> Yeah, I will. I think, again, it's one I will get to at some point um, because it looks so my thing, like fantasy, especially Breath of the Wild open world fantasy stuff. And I want to get back to playing that. I've enjoyed what I've played so far. But yeah, Zelda is Zelda is a gap. Same for me as well. Um, I've dabbled a little bit with them because of a rich friend as a kid. Uh, <laughs> but I've never actually sat down and played one myself like from beginning to end i played a, you know, a little bit on the ds a little bit on the wii a little bit on the snes and that is my experience with the zelda games yeah i've played uh link to the past because uh but that was really wasn't for me i didn't get into it i played ocarina of time like long after the fact because i never owned an n64 i had to play it via an emulator uh, I played twilight princess because i bought a wii for an extortionate price from a scalper Please don't do that, anybody. That was a very bad choice of mine. So I needed to justify that purchase with as many launch games as I could. <laughs> and I've also played Breath of the Wild. And I think Breath of the Wild is the only one that's really stuck with me because of the it has a really in it, in, a really innovative use of open world gaming. The story's less important because none of the Zelda stories have really grabbed me the way they uh, like with Final Fantasy or like Chrono Trigger. But Breath of the Wild is such a playable game. Like It's not as essential that I get into the story. So that's my main experience of Zelda. And, but Bre any more Breath of the Wild style games, and I'm all over them. Yeah, no, I would agree with the Breath of the Wild. I mean, I, I'm a Nintendo girl, for sure. I grew, up with, I grew up with PlayStation consoles, but I think 
certainly for the first 15 years probably in my gaming career I, I was more inclined to Nintendo than I was PlayStation so whilst there's I don't think there's a single Zelda game I've finished because <laughs> they're all so big <laughs> and my brain is so small <laughs> it cannot curve. well I didn't want to say anything but, uh, but yeah there's probably not a single Zelda game of the major titles that I haven't at least played a bit of very familiar much more familiar with the Mario stuff Mario was certainly where I was more inclined because it was platformer mm. but yeah no I, I certainly have a lot more familiarity with them whilst I can't claim myself to be like you know like a diehard Zelda person at all. Would you be able to name all of the figurines and the games they came from? <laughs> uh, or would you also have just blocked him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, there's a meme that someone sent me the other week, um, and I, 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 from a cartoon that I don't know, but it's now going to become my go-to response, which is, "I'm 30 or 40 years old. I don't have time for this." <laughs> <laughs> fits into because I can never remember how old I am. I just know that I'm in my thirties, so it's fine. Somewhere between that. Like I said, we're the same age, so if you remember how old I am, you're fine. That's a bold assumption, Becky. <laughs> I sometimes don't remember how old my son is. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I'm going to stay with Nintendo for my next pick because I honestly could fill an entire list of Nintendo games because I've never owned a Nintendo console, but I've tried to vary my selection a little bit so it's not just me being like anti-Nintendo because I'm not. It's just I've always had a PlayStation or an Xbox or a Sega. Maybe I am anti-Nintendo. Maybe this is awoken some anger in me. Anyway, um, <laughs> so my next pick is Animal Crossing. I thought I'd pick that because I do have access to being a part-time Switch dickhead now. So, considering how popular that's been with all the lockdowns and the pandemic stuff, it seems like an appropriate game to bring up and speak about onto this Game in the Blind Spots episode. Um, I think part of the reason I've yet to pick it up is I'm a little afraid of it. Not in a Silent Hill kind of way, but in <laughs> this, it, it will literally like take over my life kind of way. I can totally see myself like, sinking years of my existence into this. And guys, sometimes I need to work. Sometimes that is a thing I have to do. So you may think my time playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey was bad, but stick me in front of Tom fucking Nook and I'll show you how bad it could be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to get Chip Animal Crossing. No! I don't, oh, don't. I don't know about that. Like, okay, because I think Animal Crossing is one of like the least toxic gaming experiences imaginable. And I could see, I've seen Chip play Stardew Valley. Yeah, Chip would I, find I know he'll ruin it somehow. <laughs> yeah. I'm never introducing you to Scoot, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, I'm all about ketchup, you know this. Yeah, ketchup's in hell. <laughs> Wait, and you say I'm toxic? Yeah, but I'm not saying this in the game, so it's fine. I'm toxic in life, it's fine. <laughs> I feel like there are issues like underlying this whole Emerging, thing. Emerging, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we always say it's not a therapy session, but it kind of is. <laughs> I'm a recent Animal Crossing uh, person, and I'm really enjoying it. I've just built a second floor on my house, which I'm really excited about. I was decorating that earlier. <laughs> but you were, you were quite into The Sims, right? Yeah. Oh. So does this kind of feed into the same kind of level of stuff? Yeah, mostly my household storage is stuff I've bought from the clothes shop. So yeah. <laughs> And everything has a very specific design. You do love an outfit. I do love an outfit. Any anything where I can like customize and 
look cool in a way that I can't in life. <laughs> I am awful. <laughs> <laughs> then Bash, what is your next game in blind spot? Uh, my next pick is going to be one that I feel is unsurprising, but I know it's upsetting to probably all of you, to be fair, just because I know you've mentioned it to me, but it is the Red Dead series. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that is very upsetting. Yeah, Zaja. I. Uh, I mean, we know why. There's no yeah. cause. I think it goes beyond, uh, you know, what I had perceived as my dislike of, you know, open world games, and I think it is just. It's obviously it's incredibly slow. I would say borderline meditative. <laughs> just have to, no, I'll let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I certainly I never played the first one, and then the second one I I got after you guys kept telling me how great it was, and then obviously I'm really sorry. When I was very sorry to report that I played like two hours of it and was like, mm, no, it's not, and and I get. That it's like, oh, this will take hours before, you know, and then it'll eventually grip you. But I don't know, the, the style of gameplay, the subjects, the the characters, nothing, literally nothing grabs me about it. And I'm really happy for everyone that loves that series, but I just don't think it's, um, it's something that's passed me by. And to be fair, I don't think it's one that's necessarily surprising to people. Once they get to know me and realize what kind of things I do like, um, because I think I could extend this out to not just Red Dead, but um, Rockstar games in general. Because other than playing GTA with you guys, um, I don't even play them. I just don't, I just think it's a gameplay style that's just not... It just doesn't speak to me. Sorry. Becky, you have the flaw. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I get it. I, I do get it. And I think especially Red Dead 2 is such a commitment that if it doesn't grab you. I mean, I was all in probably about four or five hours into the gameplay because the tutorial is really long. But you do, looking back, you need it. But, oh, I love it so much. <laughs> I, like, I go through like phases like literally every month where I'm like, I could just, I could just play Red Dead 2 again. I don't, but I, I definitely could. I would sink hours more into that game. But yeah, I do, I do get it, and I think GTA will come back shortly <laughs> when we go around again. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean, and it does break my heart that you won't get the same enjoyment out of it that I do, but, you know, I don't get the same enjoyment out of Nier Automata as you did, so I keep calling it All Tomatoes, <laughs> just for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Beck. I, I think I've played this game, but Red Dead Redemption 2, more than any other game. Like, because it's so fucking long. If you play it more than like five times, you've basically broken whatever record you've had. Yep. But yeah, I love, the, I love Red Dead Redemption 2. It's possibly one of the best games I've ever played. Even if it's not great as a game, as an experience, it's untouchable. Spoiler alert, like Becky and I are planning on doing a series of podcasts on Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. No, that I haven't played. Red Dead Redemption 2. There will be banjos, apparently. Yeah, well, we need them. There's a banjo player in Red Redemption 2, so it's fine. So, yeah, it's just it's a game that's got so much depth that like one conversation really isn't enough to cover it. So, yeah, but it is such a commitment just to start scratching the through the surface just to get to the real meat of it so mm. i understand why not everybody can commit the time to that or just it doesn't grab them because it's hard to commit to if you're not feeling it to start with 
Uh, I love Red Dead. Uh, I'm going to stop saying Red Dead. Red Dead. Red Dead One. Well, Red Dead Redemption One. I love that. Even though it's hard to play now, and I feel like a remaster that doesn't fuck up all the time would be really helpful. Yeah, I'm holding out for a remaster. I tried playing it again on PS Now and was just like, I can't ride this horse. It won't do yeah. what I want. So it's very um, difficult. Yeah, I, I'm hoping now that they've got GTA out of the way that we'll get Red Dead One remastered. Yeah. Please I've never played Red Dead Revolver, but like by all accounts, I don't really need to. It's not important to the story. It's out of canon, so I'm, I'm not mm. that fussed. I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Well, Andy, what are you missing? Because it's now your turn <laughs> for your next game in Blind Spot. Good work. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, my third pick is Metroid Prime. I feel like uh, Becky's boyfriend might be a bit upset about that. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's one of my... like I, I haven't listed it, but it's a huge blind spot of mine as well. Is, is that why you haven't listed it? Yeah. <laughs> to save the relationship. Yeah, I don't want to get into trouble. From, I'm getting thrown under the bus, it's fine. <laughs> no, it, I, I've played other Metroid games. I'm not a big fan of them. That game, like that genre in general, just it's not quite my tempo, but... I, I see the appeal, but Metroid Prime feels like a game I really should have got into, really liked because of the first-person angle. But by the time I got to this, by the time this game came out, I was getting my first-person console fix from Halo, and that was really, I was really engrossed in that. So I didn't even consider what might make Metroid Prime special, and also like I haven't been able to come back to it because like attempting to emulate for a GameCube is a fucking nightmare <laughs> even more so than like the n64 like trying to map a gamecube controller on an xbox pad it's just fucking that's just a fucking puzzle in its own <laughs> no i can't do it so maybe someday but no it's not something i've ever really got to god gamecubes i've like genuinely forgotten they did existed beautiful little cubes but some some things just weren't meant to be <laughs> i still have my gamecube still works oh nice oh we should have a gamecube night i only played on one once at my friend's house very much passed me by yeah metroid is one of mine as well because again nintendo game so have not played it <laughs> it's one of mine because content wise that just doesn't interest me I'm glad we're all in agreement. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting where all of us overlap in these things, despite having quite different tastes across the board. <laughs> it's, so it's official, One Up Pod says Metroid Prime can go fuck itself. <laughs> Whoa, no, no, don't do that to me. <laughs> no, no I'm, not, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, that's staying. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> Great. Thanks, guys. Let's quickly move oh, on. Dear. Uh, yeah okay quickly um yeah well uh into becky then uh what would you like to pick next well it's not metroid related no to go back <laughs> to uh the rockstar conversation actually the grand theft auto franchise is something aside from playing online with you guys which is glorious chaos and unending fun and defies belief frankly but the actual franchise itself i think it's just too it's just too much like I, if that makes sense there's just like it's a lot um i remember playing the first one and then obviously growing up there was also all the moral panic about the grand theft auto franchise and then it got to the one where you win a trophy for killing a prostitute and i was just like ah this not for me <laughs> like i'm not gonna play this <laughs> game and i think like having played some of gta 5 to get to the online bit it just it's not 
anything I enjoy and I think like I get why it's appealing and I certainly get like when it landed in culture why it was such a big deal but yeah it, it's I find it an uncomfortable franchise to get on board with I think is the best way of putting it that's fair yeah like if I was going to suggest a GTA game for you I would go with GTA 4 it's mm-hmm. considered like the black sheep of the franchise by a lot of the fans, but I think it's because it's less like a GTA game and it's more like a Red Dead Redemption game. Okay. It's got a more serious tone. It's more thoughtful. It's got it's more concerned with morality and consequence. Far less satirical. A lot more like just straightforward, critical in its approach mm. of like how America functions. The the main character isn't like he's more complex and he's not like a complete sociopath like most GTA characters. <laughs> He's, he's more like a Red Dead Redemption guy. He's like stuck in a bad situation, spiraling out of control, and he's just trying to make the best of it. Mm. And I, I do, I really think GTA 4 belongs more in the conversation with the Red Dead Redemption games and the way that, like, I feel like I've got an essay in me at some point about how those games, like, <laughs> blend together and try and tell a story about how you, like, slowly realise the American dream was just built on a complete lie. It's, okay. it's a really interesting game, and, like, but you do have to take your cousin out to bowling quite a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... Like, Dems to breaks. I think, obviously, with loving um, Red Dead so much, it's not necessarily a rock star thing. Um, I find it really hard to... I just find it really hard to believe that they come from the same developer because Red Dead especially yeah. is so clever and so considered and thematic and thoughtful and... There's a real like depth and it's it's almost literary in how it approaches the subject material versus the just the very loud satire of GTA. And I get that it's satirical, but I don't think a lot of the audience gets that it's satirical, which I think is one of those like ongoing problems with uh, American satire in particular is that a lot of people just take it as red rather than, you know, actually experiencing it to interrogate what the game is doing and there's definitely things in gta 5 that make me laugh like the gun heavy billboards and the names of the companies and stuff like some of it does jibe with my sense of humor but it's just it's very brash and loud and yeah i I, I did it just rubs me up the wrong way i think is probably the best way of putting it but i would be intrigued to give four a go if you guys recommend it because you know me quite well by this point. Yeah, I'm a big fan of 4 as well. I think me and Eddie had a little chat the other day about how much we liked GTA 4 and how kind of underrated I think it is in that franchise. And, you know, I've played all the GTA games and I like them all very much. Um, You should go and listen to our GTA Trilogy Remastered review to hear more about that, actually. Hey, another plug. (laughs) Um, But 4 is excellent. I um, When I was a very poor student, I can't remember if I've told this story already or not on the pod, but I'll tell it again. When I was a very poor student, I had no money for rent or food or anything like that. And I got like an emergency grant from the student people, whoever they are. And the first thing I did was I took half of it and I bought an Xbox 360 and GTA 4 because it was an exclusive to Xbox at the time <laughs> and I didn't have one. And then just lived very cheaply off the other half of the money and was playing it the day of my exams when I should have been revising because I was just so into it. So it's a big recommendation for me to try check out GTA 4. You have told this story, but definitely not on the podcast. Yeah, you've definitely... Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, well, good. Now no everyone else me. knows. You know, I've made <laughs> terrible financial decisions before. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> and I actually bought the game before I bought the console. So I, because it was all sold out everywhere, I managed to find one in a game shop um, a couple of towns away. So I had to get on a bus at the time to go there, bought the game, and then was like, right. And also, I would like one Xbox 360, please. <laughs> that is the most chip story. Me. Well, speaking of chip stories, shall we go into my next pick, which is going to be any farm or bus or flight or general life or job simulator. Um, I know there's a fuck ton of these (laughs) and I swear I've never opened up the Steam store and not seen one of those like kicking around or advertised to me or been on sale or something there's a large part of me that wants to kind of just poo poo those games has been really boring like you know they're not games if you want to be a train driver just go be a train driver you'll get money for it but then i know uh, a few people who like these games a lot and i do have again that worry like similar to animal crossing that if i ever bought one and tried to play one i'd get into being a truck driver just a bit too much and it would take over my life like, if I played flight simulator, uh, flight simulator, I'd buy, like, a pilot's hat or something just to sit here with and, you know, be authentic. Or the other worry is that I'd go the other way and be like, oh, I wonder what would happen if I crashed this 18-wheeler into a school or used bus simulator to make my own version of speed or did a sequel did to that. 9-11 in flight simulator or just something like that, you know? Like, those real kind of psychotic tendencies. I don't know how to respond to any of that. Please never be around my child. <laughs> I, I I do have a story about Microsoft Flight, Flight Simulator. I've played quite a few simulators, but I have a story about Flight Simulator, which left an impression on me. So, well, I, I mean, I'm worried. I'm not going to lie. You should but go be on. worried, to be fair. Excellent. Yeah, I, I, I was getting into the game. I was really enjoying like how detailed it was, but I got really impatient randomly at some point with the tutorials. I decided to skip ahead. Figured I'd just jump in the game and wing it. Hey, nice pun. So I took like <laughs> yeah, sorry pun. I yeah, so I took a short flight from uh, London to Manchester because I thought it's quite because it's all done in real time. I thought that's quite a small time investment, and if it's a night flight, it'll be like quite peaceful looking. I quite when I've flown before, I've always enjoyed seeing all the lights down below. I thought that might be quite a nice little zen moment for me. I'm so even more worried about where this is going now. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was well on my way. I was enjoying the flight, like. Uh, but then, as I'm approaching Manchester, uh, that's when I remember I forgot to take the tutorial on landing. Yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> or at the very least, I'd done it and then not returned a fucking thing. So, so I'm basically circling Manchester Airport in this big fucking passenger airline, gradually running out of fuel. And I'm try- I have to make a decision that, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to have to... I can't let this thing fall out of the sky. I'm going to have to bring this bird down. So <laughs> I decide just to point down, head to- I'm going to head towards the runway and just do a crash landing. Oh, God. But it gets worse. I realised oh. in my circling attempts, I hadn't actually been doing circles. I'd been doing, like, long ovals. And I was no longer above Manchester Airport. <laughs> I was above <laughs> Manchester City Centre. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and by the p- time I realised this, it's way too soon for it to pull up. I basically committed a simulated atrocity. <laughs> Did you, like, think Deansgate was a runway or something? <laughs> I wasn't. It was dark. I couldn't tell until it was too late oh, where I was. Yeah. Oh, but, my like, God. I, 
on the bright side, at oh, least yeah, I know. The, oh yeah. At least I know MI5 don't install spyware in that game to monitor terrorist training <laughs> simulations <laughs> because I would have definitely been snatched up in a black van. So. Uh, see, I'm afraid of flying, and this has just made things so much worse. Well, as long as Andy's I, I not can't flying fly. the fucking plane, you might be okay. <laughs> if you hear but me of the it's the there. landing that's the problem. Sorry, I don't know how to fly. Don't panic. Oh boy. It was fun though. Yeah. I don't think Manchester would agree. <laughs> no, they definitely the people that survived would have had a bad time. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fucking crazy. I'm never playing these games. Oh my God. <laughs> That's one blind spot confirmed then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bash, please save us and bring us something wholesome for your next pick. Oh, I like how you think I'm capable of that. <laughs> Please. I mean, Andy just massacred half of Manchester City Centre, so it's only up from here, literally. Uh, my next pick, I, I may as well just stick with the theme of things that break your hearts. <laughs> uh, another blind blind spot of mine is God of War. Mm. Oh. Again, I think this is another one of those where it feels like if you had Playstations growing up, people just sort of assume that you've played at least one God of War, or have a vague understanding of who Kratos is, and no, they would be incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's a strange one, I guess, in some respects. Maybe not like the original games, but the the one that came out with, was it twenty eighteen, or yeah, yeah. seventeen? Because I know that that's really highly rated, and especially by you guys. So it feels like something that I would have at least tried to play, and yet it isn't. <laughs> So I don't know what I don't know what the <laughs> mental block is on that one, but um, yeah, it's it's just a, a series of games, a character uh, that's just never appealed, really. So I have a really interesting history with the God of War franchise, because I hated the original games, like <laughs> when I still do with a very violent passion. They were so grim in terms of their attitudes and the storylines and the glorification of Kratos and his violence and I think like I really really struggled um I think I played the first one and then I played the second one at a friend's house and I didn't complete either of them because I just I remember thinking like this is just grim it's just awful and then the new one came out so obviously I was like "Mm, really and then I think it was Andy actually Andy started playing it and was like no no like it's really really good so knowing andy's really good at recommending games for me i begrudgingly invested and i think like the beauty of that game and why it works so well is because it's directly speaking back to the first games and a lot of the themes of the new one is kratos finding redemption for his actions in those games and trying to navigate life as a man formally of violence and trying to renounce it so i think yeah i i do think if you're going to play any of them the new one will be like the one i recommend and also spoilers maybe doing an episode on it next year guys sorry sasha (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it's a really interesting uh exercise in course correction i think is the way i'd put it yeah becky put it perfectly yeah, the juxtaposition between the the tone of those games is insane. Yeah, that's very like what Becky said is me one hundred percent. I hated the originals. Like, cannot stand the game style. Cannot stand the premise. Hated the toxic masculinity of it all. Mm. It's really put me off. So 
when I saw the 2018 trailer, it, just, it was giving me the Last of Us vibes. I thought, this this looks mm. interesting, actually. This looks like it's got something going on. So when I tried it, and I was like, wow, okay, this is a masterpiece. And I mean, as soon as I could, I told Becky. <laughs> and I think it is arguably the greatest game of that generation in terms of what it was doing and how it was doing things in a new way. I don't think it could be touched, really. I don't think any other PlayStation exclusive especially could touch it. Yeah, I mean, out of the ones I've played, I would agree with that. I, I think it's such a, yeah, just a really fascinating exercise. It had to do so much legwork to redeem that franchise and to actually weave that into rebooting the franchise and addressing all those themes, especially the toxic man- masculinity stuff with all the paternal uh, relationships going on in that game. Like, it's just an astonishing feat of storytelling before you even get to the technical achievements as well. So I do hope, like, if you if we do cover it and you do get to play it, Sasha... I do hope you'll find something in it. And it's also just really pretty to look at, if nothing else. Do you know what? I think the saddest thing about this for you, Bash, is I really think you would enjoy the way Kratos says, boy, a lot. (laughs) Uh, And I think that is something you'd really get out of the game. So I hope we do cover it and you get to experience that. Well, from one boy to another, Andy, what is your next pick? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I am a boy. It's true. So my fourth pick is Shenmue like the entire series, because for one, I never had a Dreamcast, so that was a big stumbling block. But it was a (laughs) game that I really wanted to have a Dreamcast so I could play. Like, it really kind of caught my attention when it was released. But by the time Shenmue became available on other systems, uh, the the Yakuza series has already been well-established, and those just seemed way more up my street in terms of, like, the tone... Uh, the, it's the nappies, the nappies, <laughs> the innovative <laughs> gameplay, the general entertainment value. It's like I've started. Yakuza was a blind spot for a long time of mine, but I've started to scratch it off gradually now that the series is on Game Pass. Day one. Day one. Well, not day one. Quite consider. I'm not even going to calculate what day it was, but not day one. <laughs> so like everything about Shenmue just looked so serious and straightforward. The aesthetic, the tone, gameplay style. Uh, the fact that the story is still ongoing and there's no guarantee there'll be any sense of closure to it, that's really off-putting. So like, none of that's appealing to me. Uh, like The prospect of getting any entertainment value out of Shenmue at this point feels like bringing a whoopee cushion to your mother's funeral. <laughs> that's, just, that's just not a good fit for me, to be honest. I wasn't expecting that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, whereas Yakuza, that's always looked like someone was organising and I piss up at an exploding fireworks factory. That just looks like a fun time to me. So, like, maybe one day I will get to Shenmue, especially because uh, Shenmue 3 was the free game for the first day of Epic Games Star's uh, Christmas special. So I picked it up. But the only way I'm going to play these games is if it's in some kind of research academic way, not because I actually want to play it. So I, I didn't even pick up Shenmue when it was free on Epic Games because... Back in the day, my friend, my best friend, he lent me his uh, old Dreamcast. And this was back then the days when the Dreamcast was well and truly dead anyway. (laughs) Like, you know, there was the previous generation. It was gone. No one gave a shit about it. So because I wanted to play Shenmue because I'd heard such good things. And I literally picked it up. I couldn't work out what the heck I was doing or what the controls were. And much like uh, the first zombie of Resident Evil, just gave up. (laughs) I was just done. And I've had no interest in going back at all because I know a lot of people hold Shenmue in high regard but I don't think I do so I'm not going to play it 
Honestly, I don't even know that I'd heard of Shenmue before yeah. I saw it on your list. Same, same. <laughs> I was like, oh, I feel like I should have heard of that, but no, not hadn't got a clue. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it was a Dreamcast exclusive for like most of its life. I think it only came to other systems uh, last generation. So it's really just been one of those things that either you had it or you didn't have a chance of touching it, which doesn't help its esteem. I do know that you can race ducks in it at one point. So yeah, there you go. There's one good thing about Shenmue. <laughs> I can we just have a duck in real life? Yeah, can we just have a duck racing game? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm down with that. Well, from one duck to another, Becky, what is your next choice? Um, why am I a duck? Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to fi- um, just figure out these segues as we go along. So yeah, you're a duck. Why not? Cool. I, I don't think there are any ducks in Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, but that's my next pick. Next pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Star Wars games. have played a fair few in my time. Uh, the Phantom Menace was one that was on like permanent rotation on PS1. And uh, The Force Unleashed as well, I really loved. And Fallen Order, recently, I really enjoyed. Uh, once I put it on easy mode and could actually defeat things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Nice Old Republic just completely passed me by, and um, I'm very excited about the fact that it's getting a remaster. Is that what it's remake? Ha- remake. remake. Thank you. Yes, remake. Me too. Yeah, because I'll finally get to play it and hopefully experience the thing that you know made Andy make a real squealing noise when it was announced at E3. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so. Jedi's. Woo. <laughs> or not or if you not. choose not to yeah uh, well, yeah, yeah uh, exactly um, you could go to the duck side chip <laughs> really fast on that one. Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I'm far too proud of that also Andy you you're really forcing that one seriously that was accidental though I don't believe you <laughs> Well, let, let's not taint uh, Kota too much because I do love these games. Um, I came to them quite late, like, yeah, way before after they came out. Just one of those cases where they were cheap on Steam and it was like, hey, I've heard of this. It is meant to be excellent. And I don't, I th- I'm really excited for the remake because I think the the combat and the gameplay isn't, maybe doesn't hold up so well by modern standards, but it's the story. It's just incredible. And the set in that Star Wars universe and the things you can do and the way the stories can kind of pan out and all the characters, it's really, really excellent. So I hope the remake is as good as the originals. I, uh, just brief trigger warning, I'm going to talk about uh, mental health issues in my little bit because I thought, like, this game got me through a really rough period in my life when it came out. Um, yeah, When it came out, I'd finally started getting treatment for my depression. I was on, like, some medic- strong medication that was kind of messing with my brain a little bit and making me kind of disassociate at times. And I was processing some heavy stuff in therapy. It was all very scary and new, and I didn't know how to cope with it. So I'd started binge drinking, which was like an old coping mechanism of mine. And that was a very bad idea. So I I really needed like some escapism from all this shit that wasn't going to potentially kill me. Uh, And then this game came out and... Like, Star Wars was always my thing since I was a little boy. A galaxy far, far away was, like, my comfort place. So it was really important to me that I had a game where I could feel like I was immersing myself in that world for the first time. 
and it gave me a chance to like rest my thoughts for a bit and for while I was feeling overwhelmed and just enjoying a really good story really compelling characters it, it, I think it's the best Star Wars game ever made and it's one of the best RPGs I've ever played like top 5 video game plot twists as well like would you kindly levels like, <laughs> I think it's a perfect RPG so like there has been a, a remaster of the original game on Switch recently that got released mm. and there's also the remake that uh, Becky mentioned uh, so either way I would really really recommend anybody just dive in because I think it's like essential gaming even for people who aren't Star Wars fans and that just makes me love the game even more and I'm not going to do uh, a shitty segue after Speaking that of um, I'm really glad <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Pokemon. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Pokemon's my next choice. Again, another Nintendo pick. Um, and this isn't just the games either. I've never seen the TV show. Uh, I think I just kind of missed the boat when I was a kid because maybe I was just a little bit too old or just thought I was too cool, even though that has never, ever been the case. But also fair. Uh, <laughs> I know there's, there's just so many classic games that fall under the Pokemon banner swords and shields and blue and reds and stuff (laughs) but yeah it's just because of the Nintendo thing really and even if I'd been a big fan of TV show I I really don't think I would ever got around to playing any of the games because yeah never had a Game Boy never had anything Nintendo so yeah I've missed out on Pokemon in general I did see Detective Pikachu and was mildly confused throughout but enjoyed (laughs) it so you know it's it's less of a case of got to catch them all and more of the I've caught nothing I'm, I'm bereft of Bulbasaurs basically <laughs> I mean this hurts me this hurts me on it <laughs> oh good I'm glad I could throw something like that your way yeah it's about time we reverse bashed <laughs> it's uh, I mean it's just <laughs> Pokemon's like one of my favourite things I'm not saying I hate it I just never played it the animated series the games i mean pokemon yellow was like one of my first ever games it was my game boy i had a yellow game boy that was the pokemon yellow game boy like fucking obsessed with the <laughs> damn things <laughs> like and you know i passed that on to little reb like he carries around his bulbasaur everywhere which is the best starter pokemon don't fucking come for me anybody squirtle <laughs> that went from wholesome to not so very quickly <laughs> It's my bottle. whole vibe, let's be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who are? <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like I get it because Pokemon, much like Mario, much like Zelda, much like Nintendo, were very good at just making their own things and not making them available for anyone else on yeah. anything ever. If you weren't into, you know, that sort of Japanese or Japanese American cartoons that were coming over, like when Pokemon was and Digimon and uh, Beyblade, anyone remember that? That was extremely my shit. I, I've seen so many people talk about Beyblades recently. Are they having a thing again? Oh, I don't know, but I really hope so. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> like, loads of Instagram videos of people p- playing Beyblades <laughs> for some reason. But yeah, but I, it's it's just it's just a game series uh, uh, series generally that I have a lot of love for and um, only semi forcing upon my child. <laughs> You, you will like Pokemon. <laughs> like you I collected all the cards and everything. Like yeah, I'm a big Pokemon nerd. I was once upon a time. I thought I hadn't even thought about the cards. Yeah, yeah never had those. Either. I was like half a Pokemon nerd. Um, because I had Pokemon. I want to say Red. I think it was Red. 
and really enjoyed playing that, like sunk hours into it. I didn't really get into the cards. I did watch the TV series because it was on SMTV Live, wasn't it? So I was like very into that. But the cards, not so much. And I remember I got given a Charizard shiny uh, by a boy at school because he liked, he said he liked me. And I had absolutely no idea like how like a big deal it was. It was I think it was a That's black a Charizard deal. shiny huge deal you could have married him <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm getting big ralph wiggum kind of vibes here <laughs> quite possibly um i don't know where he is now hope he's doing well but yeah like and that was like one of the only pokemon cards i had like ever and then i think i gave it to a friend at some point because i just had no idea like it was a thing i do love the po- i do love pokemon though i'm with chip really um i mean i was done with the game boy by the time pokemon hit so like i really missed the boat on that I just feel like I've never been able to get into it. Mm. I, I love the cartoon series, though. Like maybe I was probably way too old to be enjoying it as much as I did. Yeah. <laughs> like most of my schoolmates were, uh, you know, smoking cigarettes and necking white lightning on waste ground. And you've I was at home watching smoke- <laughs> Pokemon. So yeah. I, I feel like I, you, I, ha- I you had the, the best deal there. <laughs> yeah. I I I like Pokemon as an idea. I like all the characters, the designs and stuff, but it's just not a game that's really grabbed me. I've tried some of them with emulators, but I just can't. I get the appeal, but I just can't invest my time into it the way fans do. Mm. It's just like I I do understand why it's so beloved, and I I wish I really wish I loved it, and I really wish I was invested in it, but I'm I'm just not sadly. All right, Bash, do you want to try and break our hearts again? What's your next choice? <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to remember me this time. Um, <laughs> Would I forget you? Come on. <laughs> so my next one is a, a series of games that I think, again, it's, it starts to fall into. In fact, my last two picks are both ones that I think people tend to be surprised that I've not experienced just based on my general love of those genres maybe not even in gaming um so this one is a sci-fi pick and it is half-life or the half-life series or half-life and portal and, and all of those games and you know i have snippets of awareness of things like glados and stuff like that but like i said i think this is more based on just things i generally enjoy which is a lot of sci-fi type stuff and and puzzles and um the co-op elements i seem right on my street as well but yeah just never played them and Andy I feel like if anyone would know this off the top of their head it might be you but I I feel like they weren't originally on PlayStation no it was very much a PC thing until the orange box came out Mm. that was when they released uh, is that the first time Portal is that how Portal was released I think it was I think it was yeah yeah. I think the orange box came out when Portal was released as a big bundle with like all of the all the Valve games so it was very much a PC-only thing for a long time. In my head, I remember them being a PC thing. And back yeah. back in the day, mm-hmm. when I worked at HMV, Portal and Half-Life were super popular on the Xbox. Mm, like, yeah, I remember them on Xbox. Always one of the top sellers on Xbox. And so, again, it also fed into that, because obviously I didn't have Xbox consoles, and the controllers are just way too big for my tiny child hands. <laughs> 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 so... <laughs> So I think also, I don't know why, because it was when I looked up on this recently, I was like, oh, they were on PlayStation, because in my head, I feel like they never were, um, that they were just a PC and an Xbox thing. And so that also explained why I just, they just bypassed me entirely. 
But I have Portal 2 now on the PC that I keep meaning to play. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, that we keep meaning to play, Chip, because... I know! Because it'll go so it's well. it's going to be the antithesis of uh, Stardew. Are you gonna, <laughs> you, please, you're streaming that, right? I, I need to yeah. witness yeah. this happening. Yeah. Until we both get banned for yelling at each other. <laughs> I mean, it's a miracle that hasn't happened already, to be honest. <laughs> little shit. <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> See, I like Half-Life, um, but I've, I've kind of been um, coerced into liking it because my best friend, he is a huge Half-Life fan to the point where when Half-Life 2 came out, he basically said to me, you won't hear from me for about two weeks. I'm going to play this game and nothing else. I was like, okay, man, no worries. And then when I eventually did see him, I went to his house and he was like, hey, we haven't spoken in a long time. He took me to his gaming room. He sat me in a chair, he loaded up Half-Life, and he went, I'll see you in a few hours, and he left, and he made me play it, and it was my first ever experience of using keyboard and mouse, and I had no fucking clue what <laughs> I was doing, uh, so he had to come back, show me how to play it, and then left again. Luckily, I did really get on with it, I really like Half-Life, I think the soundtrack is immense, and so much so that when I was 15, I actually stole the soundtrack for a short film that I made, because it, it just worked perfectly. <laughs> so, And Black Mesa, the sort of semi-fan remake of it, is really good as well. People should play that. Yeah, I, I'm a big Half-Life fan as well. Uh, I remember playing the Uplink demo, which was really interesting because it was a demo, but it was a f- content that was not in the main game. It had been like cut, and they just used it as a demo to present like the essence of half-life without giving away any story spoilers or ruining any surprises that you might experience in the game i really like that detail uh, like in hindsight anyway like when i was playing i was like why hasn't this bit happened yet i was well prepared to boss that shit but uh, <laughs> i love half-life the, the first game blew my mind on release the, the way it approached environmental storytelling like you, oh, yeah there's no cutscenes. you just experience the story happening organically like almost organically around you and you get to take in the information as you're moving through the game and i just love that approach uh half-life 2 was like even more mind-blowing like they, somehow they managed to like take that what they'd done with half-life and just blow it up out of even more that it really changed how i conceive video games as storytelling mediums like no cutscenes, just moments that you experience and if you feel like you're a part of them it, I just love them, and if I could afford VR, I would be playing Half-Life Alex all the time, but <laughs> I cannot, sadly. I, all, all I want to say now is, Valve, please make Half-Life free, or just fucking any game with the number three in, you fucking cowards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a while since we've had a picket. Yeah. This is nice. Andy, straight <laughs> in there. Absolute bullshit. Why can't they make a third game of anything? <laughs> Get your placards, yes. everyone. Well, I just one final thing on Half-Life. I want to say that the um, I think the physics of, especially in the second game, I think that still holds up today. Like, if you played Half-Life Two now, just looking at the physics engine and the way kind of items work and everything in the world works, I think it's still better than some games you get nowadays. Absolutely. All right. So final picks, guys. Our final uh, blind spots that we're going to go with. So Andy, what is your last one? My final pick is uh, Elder Scrolls One to Three. Like, given my love of Oblivion and Skyrim, it always felt weird to me that I never played the games that preceded it. And I, I love marathon, like marathoning games that, like, I my blind spots. I've been doing it with Persona, I've done it with Yakuza, never done it with Elder Scrolls. The first two games especially really put me off. Elder Scrolls Arena, which is the first one, 
that had a really dodgy cover with like it had fully armored men and a woman with a bikini. Mm. And I, even what? as a kid, I always had a weird aversion of that. Like, I just it just felt a bit weird to me mm. that they were putting that sort of <laughs> shit on a cover of a video game when it had no relevance. So, like, it just, yeah, put me off entirely. Didn't touch that. Elder Scrolls 2, Daggerfall, better cover, but still the game just, like, by this part, I was like, I haven't played the first one. I can't. I don't know if I should be playing the second one. It was like a Final Fantasy thing where I wasn't, re- I didn't realise they weren't, like, sequential sort of things. Yeah. Morrowind, however, that's a game I really wanted to dig into, but when I tried, it just felt so daunting. Like, just the mechanics of it all, the technical details of it, it just... I wasn't in the right place to be playing a game like that, so I uninstalled it before I'd even finished the character creator screen. (laughs) (laughs) This is just too fucking dense for me. Wow, that's before you get to the first zombie. It, yeah, it's that was just an era of PC gaming where like RPGs were just so fucking buried in dense details and stats and technical like it's like with Chip saying with the the Witcher, the first Witcher game, like just very fiddly and I just couldn't get into it. Whereas like by the time I really like started thinking about RPGs, I played Oblivion and that was like that was it. That was I didn't want to go back because I felt like it wasn't going to be as smooth an experience as Oblivion. And then, like, Skyrim obviously came in. You can never stop playing Skyrim because they never <laughs> stop fucking releasing it. So it's just <laughs> always Skyrim all the time. No time to go back. Yeah, by the time I became a PC gamer again, I had way too many games in my back catalogue to even bother going back to Elder Scrolls 1 to 3. It's just something that's going to stay in the archives for a while, I think. But I do have time, I think. To eventually do it because it's going to be a long wait till Elder Scrolls 6 comes out <laughs> or at the very least a trailer for Elder Scrolls 6 that doesn't just have footage of fucking trees in it so uh, I'm, I'm good I, I, I'm patient I'll wait it might happen it might not we'll see I need it <laughs> pretty much the same like one to three I because I our PC growing up was limited in capacity um so I didn't play until Oblivion and I only I didn't play Oblivion that much actually. I can't remember why. I think it again similar thing. It was it just felt too big, and I was just like, oh, I've not got time for this. She says, having sunk, God knows how many hours into Skyrim after that in three different versions of the game. I I I, I need another one, Bethesda, please, please. <laughs> one day, one day. Maybe once you get through the first zombie in Resident Evil, that's when they'll release it. No, never mind then. <laughs> You're gonna, that's your curse. You're going you to need a PC it. or an Xbox, though. So. Yeah. Uh, I've got a plan. I've got a plan. Hmm. <gasps> Are you going to be an Xbox dickhead for your PS5 dickhead? No, no, no. PC dickhead. Okay, <laughs> no, good. No. Ooh, ooh, okay. No, no. okay, good, good. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys get this, because I've only played uh, Skyrim of the Elder Scrolls series, but any time I've ever you know, told someone that, people get very enthusiastic and they say, you know, about Oblivion and Morrowind, they're just... It, it's the game where they go, oh my god, you have to play this mm. game. And I've never had that with another series or franchise, but Morrowind or Oblivion, if someone finds out you haven't played it, they have to insist that it is the next game that you play. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about that. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> well, it's not just this one person. There's two it's, people. Uh... It was two people. Yeah. Was it two people? I can only think of one. Well, I'm going to drag him one into this. If, if... It's never happened to me, but then I've also not played Skyrim. Okay. So. 
<laughs> and <laughs> they, they just give up at that point. You've been very open yeah. about your open world views up until recently. So Yeah, and I did. I got Skyrim because it went on an offer. Like, what was it? Three, four weeks ago? Something like that. Mm. And I got it. I was like, fine. It's a 10 year anniversary. Fine. I'll try it. I played it for about an hour. My PlayStation 4 crashed. And uh, <laughs> I uninstalled it. So <laughs> Classic. So I'm really enjoying all these stories about playing games for two minutes and be like, nah. <laughs> I think there's a lot to be said for being the kind of person, though, that can like be so in tune with the things that you know you're going to be willing to yeah. give time to versus yeah. things you know you're not going to be willing to give the time to. And I think... It's decisive. Yeah. It- so much for me is in the combat, for instance. If it's not hack and slash, I'm going to be like... Mm. I mean, you can definitely hack and slash in Skyrim. Like I'm sure you can, yeah, that's my, but that it was just tactic. like, it just, it was the moment you had to go from the start of village into the next village, and it was that long walk, and I was like, <laughs> oh no. And then the next walk. quest was the long walk up the mountain, Yeah. and I was like, yeah. oh no. Um, and then, like I say, the PlayStation <laughs> crashed, um, so, so Hash Brown is now dead to me, which was oh. the name of my character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Percival couldn't handle it. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, Percival. But yeah, no. I, I might I might try again. I do, I, like, of all of the open world RPGs we've talked about, I do think Skyrim c- could hit the spot for you. Because you can like tailor the combat and stuff to suit your particular Sasha style, um, <laughs> which we're all familiar with now. <laughs> TM. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, Elder Scrolls Online will be more your shit. Yeah, maybe. Cool. <laughs> That's that one then. Oh, no. She's, she's not, <laughs> not even going to dig not that even that one. <laughs> Dare you <laughs> suggest I play another Mamapaga? <laughs> yeah, I only, have, I only have room for one in my life. I don't know. Like, I, just, I won't dignify that with a response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's you, absolute nonsense. <laughs> 500 hours you'd never be seen again like uh, if you had to play another one. Ah, oh dear okay <laughs> becky if you are past your wanting for elder scroll 6 for the time being what is your last pick my last pick is a game that people are always really surprised when i say i haven't played much of and possibly won't play um and it's bloodborne because again going back to the arch gothic lunacy um, I think everyone looks at that game and thinks, oh, well, Becky will love that because of the aesthetic and everything else. And I played it a bit and I really don't get on with that style of game where you have to like keep dying to figure out like what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I re- like when I started playing it, I was like, yes, this is so my shit. I love it. It's, it's like gothic and there's weird creatures all over the place and it's mystical and victorian and yeah i'm gonna be great at this and then i think about two hours later i was like i hate it i'm never playing this again (laughs) (laughs) i have since been assured that like once you figure out the system it gets easier to play and it's it's a really compelling storyline and i know loads of people love it um so i you know i want to find it i want to find that feeling in that game uh it's always one where like they're like oh you'll love bloodborne and i'm like "Eh, maybe so yeah it's it's been one of those games recently where i've i've thought about maybe giving it another go but yeah it'll surprise no one to hear that um no one's ever even suggested (laughs) 
No. I've played Bloodborne or any of the Souls type games. I would be very bad at them. It's, it's the it's the cow oh, meme. I to do that now. I'm bad at video games, but I am free. I'm free from the <laughs> 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 Sasha, I love you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, I get it. I get it. I have started Bloodborne by pieced out after a few hours. I did the same thing with Dark Souls 3. It's just, I get that they're hard games, and it's, this isn't a get good sort of thing, because I, I did make decent progress. I I, I, can't, I was getting to grips with the combat system and the need for like strategy and stuff like that, even against like the simplest of bad guys, but for me, like the rewards didn't justify the challenge. Mm. Completing a difficult like delivery and death stranding it was always tough but i felt like an enormous sense of accomplishment doing it yeah i don't get that in the Soulsborne style games it's just they're fine i I'm, I'm okay at them i'm not an expert i'm not going to pretend i'm good at them i do it's a lot of trial and error and that i've got no problem with that it's just i just get nothing out of it or at least not enough to justify the amount of work i'm putting into it I might go back and try with Elden Ring because maybe the open world aspect of that might take a bit of the edge off like it did with uh, Zelda and Breath of the Wild. But overall, this particular genre of game just does not work for me at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I am intrigued by Elden Ring uh, for sure. I think like, I don't know, I just I want to have fun when I'm playing games. Uh, you know, even if I'm yes. playing a challenging game and one that I'm not necessarily the best at. I want to be enjoying the experience of that and I think Bloodborne very quickly crossed the line into where it's frustrating and I don't like being frustrated and I don't, you know, that that isn't fun for me if I can't work out what I'm supposed to do and where I'm supposed to go. So I, I get bored with that kind of stuff really quickly. They've become such a benchmark for gatekeeping dickheads in the gaming community. Yes. Like, yep. oh well, if you haven't played this, you can't be that good at video games. And it's like, oh. Just get over yourself. Go away. Like <laughs> that is why I hate the franchise. Is because I've I've tried to play one. Like I think Dark Souls was a, was a free for like uh, Xbox Gold at one point or something. Because I thought I'd give it a go. Didn't like it. And I know every kind of game or franchise has its kind of toxic members of the mm. community. But yeah, I just really hate this idea that if you're not good at a slightly harder game, then you're not a gamer and all that bullshit that goes mm. with it. It just, it really grates my cheese. And <laughs> I, for that reason, it is a blind spot for me for the most part, and I will never play that game. Entirely fair. Great your really cheese. Really your cheese. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else are you going to grate? Isn't that a good thing? No. But Wait. Don't... I don't know anymore. <laughs> Surely it's like, it's um, an incidental, like, good, bad thing. Like, sometimes you want grated cheese. Yeah, but if, what if you don't? What if you want slices? Because sometimes if you're having grated cheese on a sandwich, it all just falls out. It's true. Unless you grill it, mm. like, and you cook it so it melts a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I might have that after we finish recording. <laughs> on this occasion, <laughs> I do not want my cheese to be grated. Okay. Okay, that, I'm fine. Cool. We'll allow it. Yeah, I would like a solid block to munch on. Thank you very much. Well, that begs further questions. <laughs> uh, no, I've done that. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> We should hang out sometime and eat a block of cheese. It's a date. So weird. 
god. Well, anyway, uh, my final choice is another Nintendo one, surprisingly, and it's uh, Golden Eye. And I have to say that in a semi-Tina Turner way because my brain doesn't say it properly. Loved it. Um, I'm aware it's another classic game and an innovator of the FPS genre, but it completely passed me by as a kid, not only in N64 or Nintendo or anything like that. Um, I remember a group of friends having it and playing it when we were all together, but I just completely noped out because when I was a kid, I had this belief that I was really terrible at video games and I didn't want to be shown up in front of my pals and just be that one that is like left behind and just killed all the time. So I was just like, nah, I don't want to play this. Look at you now. Um, (laughs) Look look at me now. (laughs) Yeah, take that, uh, Graham or whatever your name was. (laughs) The thing is, lads, it's Probably not Graham. But looking at Golden Nair from modern 2022 eyes, I, I think if I tried it now, I'd find it just complete and utter garbage. Like, we, I might get some hate for this, but I just never thought it looked that grand. <laughs> um, and, I, like, completely understand, back in the day, it would have been incredible and important. But now we have things like Halo, which is the best FPS. So I don't know, maybe I'm wrong here. But it does, again, banging soundtrack though, um, and which you can probably hear in the background right now. And also, I really like the film. You're not wrong though. I have played it recently and it is, it's not aged well, I'll be kind in my <laughs> analysis there. It's, it's historically important, but it's, I mean, because it normalized the first person shooter on consoles and made way for Halo and everything else that's followed. But unless you're like studying it, in a historical sense it's not a game to play for fun anymore unless you are already very very much attached to that game as a kid it's just yeah it's definitely not aged well i think you are fair in your estimations there okay good we'll stand up to the hate mail together yeah (laughs) i only played the um two-player mode which was like i had a great time i was playing it at my auntie's house because she had an n64 man your aunt was cool yeah i think it was her partners at the time but yeah, anyway, um, they had Goldeneye, and uh, I just spent a lot of time getting the rocket launcher and blowing everyone up. It was great fun. <laughs> so that's yep. how it started. <laughs> strawberry Rampage. The origins of Strawberry, strawberry Rampage. Rampage was born that day. <laughs> okay, Bash, you're going to send us home. It's the final blind spot. What is your final pick? Uh, so my final pick in terms of blind spots, uh, as I mentioned with Half-Life, if that was um, of Portal, if those were meant to appeal to my love of sci-fi then it is the witcher series as it's meant to appeal to my love of fantasy oh oh my god (laughs) oh my god (laughs) um i mean probably not so much the you know the the sex pokemon collection (laughs) (laughs) the first one i was like that is definitely a blind spot for my game history sex pokemon why sex pokemon you just know that exists somewhere it it does Andy has a hard drive, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> I genuinely think The Witcher Three of I would say at least in the within the last generation of console gaming is has been the most recommended game to me. Interestingly, people who are very close to me always go, "I don't think you'd like it," <laughs> and I don't not just because of the open world thing. I think people just think it's just not a type of game I would like, but. It certainly, in a, in a general sense, seems to be the game that people mention to me the most. And of course now I absolutely adore the TV series as well. And I have started the first book at the very least. <laughs> um, so like, it, it all fits 
in theory with the mold of something I would enjoy. So I do have it. I am intending to maybe one day. But like, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it just stands out. When we said gaming blind spots, it was actually weirdly one of the first things I thought of only in so much as because it is the thing that gets recommended to me the most from the last generation. I have such an interesting relationship with The Witcher 3 because again like I love the TV series I've been loving the books reading those and I've completed The Witcher 3 and I played a lot of it and even sailed around Skellige doing lots of collectibles for no apparent fucking reason <laughs> yeah there's no reason <laughs> I thought there'd be a trophy in it me too no the bastards but I find it really disturbing the way the games translate the book to like the books in terms of their themes and stuff but specifically related to the female characters and the bonking as we have mentioned like in the books there is bonking but it tends to be the fade to black stuff you, you know it's not graphic and the violence isn't graphic either but I found in The Witcher 3 especially the violence against women and how women are depicted is really disturbing like you know if they're evil women they're hags and like they're overweight and grotesque looking and just generally like it's that really awful like physical manifestation of evilness whatever that means versus like any of the women that Geralt comes to con into contact with who are on his side are very like beautiful and they breast boobily all over the place <laughs> and then there's lots of boobs but you never see anything of Geralt <laughs> like, and it's just like uh, like, I really want to love it because I love the lore and I love the fairy tale stuff and how they treat it. But yeah, I remember talking to you about this, Sasha, and just being like, I think you would find it like disturbing on a similar level. Mm. It's grim. Oh, I'd really wish I'd said how much I like The Witcher 3 before you said all that. <laughs> I wanted to get in there first <laughs> for that precise reason. Damn it, Becky! <laughs> <laughs> thing is is that i didn't play i had no witcher media until the last sort of the first lockdown towards the end of that um when i started playing the witcher 3 and i think if it had been a game that ran on longer it would have been i would have played it as much as sasha had played Final <laughs> fantasy 14 because i did put 250 plus hours into it and loved completely loved it and that's how my kind of witcher bullshit all started uh, i do completely understand all your criticisms absolutely i just really like the game and it has gwen which is the best, gwen thing, is in the the world. best thing in the world and we will play gwen yes and we, we will, will play gwen yes good <laughs> i was about to say i agree with chip until he said the gwen thing i i agree with everything but the gwen thing we'll I play don't gwen. like what gwen whoa, is whoa, the whoa, whoa, best. hang on <laughs> i'm gwen i don't like it because i'm bad at it <laughs> <laughs> Gwent was seriously the main reason why I continued playing because I wanted to make sure I got all the good cards as I was going through. But it was the only reason I completed that game. And that's a worthy reason to play it. Is, is Gwent like small-scale Magic the Gathering? Basically, yes. Yeah, I don't need another one of those in my life. I already have Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Slay the Spire, which is also a card game. Ooh, interesting. But yeah, like... I, I I enjoyed aspects of it and I like I just think it's like it's one of those things where I have to caveat it with but it's kind of awful in places and it's a shame because everything else about it I love sorry Chip <laughs> and that is the point where my shoulders go up to my ears and I go I'm sorry I really like it's it it's okay that you like it I don't <laughs> judge you for that <laughs> 
I believe I've said this oh, before, Chip, but I'm a big believer in, you know, normalize acknowledging that the things you like, you know, normalize being able to like something and also at the same time acknowledging that it might be problematic. Like, it's, yeah. it's fine. Like, I think it's as long as you can acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I think it's the people that turn around and say things like, oh, no, it's not sexist or misogynist. Or whatever. Because I like it. <laughs> because I like it, yeah. Rather than it just being like, oh, do you know what? It is. But it, I still like it. I don't necessarily like it because of those aspects. But Yeah. And you just know that the man Becky was talking to on Tinder is exactly like uh, that. Bumble, I, I will have you know. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, a higher class of dating app. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so there you have it, guys. Those are our gaming blind spots. But I have one final question for everyone in the One Up Pod gang. I want you to tell me which of your five gaming blind spots you would most likely play sometime in the future and why. So, Becky, let's come to you first. Uh, Bloodborne. Weirdly. Ooh, okay. I wasn't expecting that. No, I know. I Like, it surprised me too, but I think it's the competitor in me. I just really want to beat it now. Um, <laughs> and but I think you would have gone for Resi then with the zombie. Like, come on! You no, I tried. I tried it twice, Chip. Um, if I'm not going to get <laughs> that, is the only times you can try something. Yeah, that is true. You know, that first zombie will remain my gaming nemesis for a good few years. I think. <laughs> Andy, what would yours be? Mine will be uh, Kingdom Hearts. I mean, I've promised it many times, but I finally bought the trilogy, so it's going to happen. So to uh, my dear friend Sarah, if you're listening to this, I am going to play it. Please stop bullying me. <laughs> <laughs> no, bully him. Bully him. Yeah, he's bullied me about enough games, so yeah, go for it. Bash, what would yours be? So mine is, I mean, I feel like I can't actually say God of War because it's a cop-out, only in so much as because we, we have said it's likely to be a topic we can force you to play it. next year. So that's not really me playing it out of choice necessarily. <laughs> I'll just browbeat you into it. Uh, yeah, I I honestly think it will be The Witcher. Yes. The Witcher 3, specifically. I think I'm too into sort of the rest of the media on it, you know, the TV series, and uh, I will finish the book and maybe start the comics or, you know, whatever. Just I think everything around it is why I'm kind of more likely to be drawn into it because I now have a familiarity with the character mm. itself. Uh, so I think it's the one where curiosity is going to kill my cat the most. <laughs> Poor <And>, uh... <laughs> <laughs> With a silver sword. <laughs> well, mine would be, I think, Silent Hill, because as much as I don't like spoops, for some reason I do let you guys talk me into playing spoopy games on Twitch just so you control me with loud noises yeah. and such. Yeah, I think that's probably going to... If I can get it running, I will find a dandy on an emulator one day, then that's bound to happen. Well, hey, enough of us prattling on about the games we haven't played. What about our lovely listening audience? Well, actually, I'm just going to scratch the lovely audience moniker for our chum Foxy. <laughs> because he got in touch over Instagram to say that he'd never played an Assassin's Creed game, thankfully. So he's <laughs> I love you, me. Foxy. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I blew a kiss at my mic. <laughs> there we um, at Dan Goad on Twitter, I hope you got your I got your name right, Dan. Um, it says pretty much all of the classic Nintendo, which has been a theme for me in particular, as they didn't own a console until the Wii and never went back. Although they did have a Game Boy, so have played Pokemon. But my, yeah, much like myself, just Nintendo has breezed uh, Dan 
Bye. Our friend Orange says, too many to name, and I'm sure we all feel that, but has noted uh, God of War, Breath of the Wild, or Breath of Wild, as we now call it, and Hades. Uh, at Creeper223 on Twitter says he has a hard time getting into games with so much to do. So Breath of Wild, Witcher 3, etc. He even <laughs> says he's a huge Zelda nerd, but couldn't finish Breath of Wild. <laughs> Jono at Jono Card on Twitter is much the same, saying pick any RPG and he hasn't played it for long, citing Skyrim, Mass Effect and Fallout, which are all games I do love. <laughs> um, too much to do and no desire to do any of it. <laughs> I mean, as reasonings go. Yeah, fair. To be fair, I, c- I think that's a little bit for me, generally. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, like, I get it. <laughs> At Rapid Retro Rev also mentions Breath of Wild <laughs> as a game they really want to play and even own it, but keeps failing. It keeps falling to the bottom of their to playlist. Uh, and again, can sense a theme that is growing amongst our audience. <laughs> At Mogwai Malkin 71 uh, also says Zelda. Oh, poor Link, man. Jesus, having a rough time today. At Liam the Mason, easy bash, thank God for him. Uh, also <laughs> saying God of War because although he loves hack and slash games, he just never got around to it. But I'm, I'm curious, is that the entire god of war franchise liam or do you specifically mean the 2018 game um i'd be quite interested to know that because i think they're very different so i think a lot of time when i'm talking about god of war i'm talking about the new one so yeah let us know uh and finally kevin right stuff says they have never played a single tomb raider game but that's okay kevin you don't need to you just need to go back and check out our last episode on the lifetimes of lara croft and you can just tell all your mates that you have because you'll have all the knowledge And that's another cheap plug for this episode. Love it. Well, I guess it's time for a recommendation, as we do sometimes on this podcast. So my recommendation for this month is Assassin's Creed. Well, hang on, I can hear Andy (laughs) hyperventilating, so I'm going to stop. I'm actually going to recommend The Witcher books, not the games of the TV show, although they are both grand. But I'm willing to recommend the books because they've come up a little bit in this episode as we've been talking about various things. But I'm not going to lie, it is mainly because I've been reading them and I would really like to talk to someone about them and get all nerdy because it's Um, just so my shit right now. Hello. Hello. Yes, I know. You you are included in that, Becky. I've been reading them. I know. We need to talk about them. I'm here. We talk every day. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I know, but we just haven't got onto it. We haven't even played Gwent yet. I know. (laughs) (laughs) we just added to the list of things that need to happen but um yeah i'm up to book three at the moment yeah i need to read book three that's where i'm at okay cool okay yeah read book three and then we can talk about them okay i know i have i have the other five after that ready to go (laughs) so i'm very excited to get all of those that's my christmas sorted Well, if you have any thoughts or feelings inside your human organs and would like to relay those to us via the world of social media, we are here to let you know how you can do that. You can find the pod account on Twitter and Instagram, where we are at 1UpPod. That's at 1UPPOD. Good one, D. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter at the Chip Thompson and Twitch Chip Thompson Thumbs, where maybe I'll be playing Silent Hill at some point. Um, Andy, where do you reside online? I'm on Twitter at truly underscore defective. And Bash, where are you? I'm at Bash at Demonhead on things. 
(laughs) (laughs) And Becky, a very similar question towards you. I am at Becky Gracely on Twitter and Instagram. Fantastic. Well, that's going to do us for another month. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate that. I don't think that is something we're blind to because, you know, every month we see you speaking to us on social media. You give us all this lovely feedback and positive stuff and it means the absolute world. So thank you for that. We're coming up to a year anniversary and we're very excited to bring you more content in this new year. If you'd like to continue to support us, there's a couple of really easy ways you can do that. You can subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. And if it allows, leave us a rating and review. Like, I can't stress how important that is because it really does boost the old algorithm. So we appear to more people. And that would be really lovely if we could do that. Um, You can also give us a little shout out on your own social media and say some nice things. Maybe don't mention some of the content that we cover. You know, just let people discover that for themselves. That might be easier. Or if you want to plug a podcast like they did in the Victorian era, you can just stand on a street corner, ring a bell, or just tell a friend. That works just as well too. We'll be back in February where our episode is all about Life is Strange. And it's a game I know for a fact is extremely dear to two of us here on the one up pod and you can find out who that is next month but until that time it is a goodbye from bash tara becky bye andy hello (laughs) (laughs) and myself (laughs) and most importantly of all don't forget to get a life and play video games